Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Anthony Heron with us on the Bernstein and Holmes show on what has turned into a little bit of a deserved Bears Monday. And there is something that we like to do after Bears preseason games that we are going to do right now and make it official. The Bernstein and Holmes Show presents the Ken Mastroli Award, a recognition of excellence by a Chicago Bears player who absolutely killed it in a preseason game. Are you the best ever? Yeah, you've seen that. The Ken Mastroli Award for the Bears preseason win over the Titans is... It is Bears football, forced by Terrell Lewis. There was that, and how about a pair of sacks to go with it, and Terrell Lewis, Bears defensive end, joins us now on the SCORE hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sportsbook. Nice game, Terrell. Thank you, thank you, appreciate it. So when the the Bears brought you in here, what did they say? What did they say is your opportunity, and how are you looking at this opportunity? Um, when the Bears brought me in back in, in December, I was kind of just coming off of being a, a starter with the Rams, and just really just looking to find a, a way to um, get active quickly towards the end of the season, so they could be able to see how I would be able to fit into their scheme and how I would adjust it changing defensive fronts from being a true outside linebacker to then um, basically transferring over to being a, a, a true defensive end, being able to just go, get off the football, penetrate, get upfield, and you know what I'm saying, be able to be more disruptive. So that was kind of how it was presented to me, was kind of just being able to um, see how I would adjust to being in a new scheme, see if it, it fits me, see if it would be able to be a position where I would be able to um, – basically really grow and grow from. Well, compare and contrast then. Would you prefer a hand on the ground? Do you feel better that way? Um, I mean, me personally, I, I, I like both. I mean, I like being putting my hand in the ground for sure. I feel like it, it helps me um, it helps me get off the ball faster at times. It also helps me minimize my sight where sometimes I think being in a two-point, you see everything where sometimes that could be a good thing and a bad thing at times. So I think it just brings a lot of balance where I also feel like the Bears allow me to kind of um, be able to stand up at times, be able to um, put my hand in the dirt, especially when needed. So it, it, it definitely has its pros and cons. I like both, though. I can't complain about either. How would you describe the points you're at in your career? Where you've been in the league for a few years at this point. You've been around winning. And now as an individual, an opportunity to come here and try to add to a franchise in the Bears – that's looking to grow and improve in this defensive front. Where do you feel like you're at in your career right now to be able to keep ascending? Um, I feel like I'm at a point where obviously, I, I, like you said, I've been around a lot of good teams, a lot of good football, a lot of great players. And um, 
me being in a place like here where it's so rich in tradition, rich in history, and then you got so many young, talented players, but then also you have a, a lot of good vets here too where I feel like I'm kind of that in-between where I feel like I can be the, the middleman of both and also be able to grow and learn from everybody, but then at the same time be able to share my experience to help others grow and learn from some of the experiences that I've had, but then also be able to flourish in a, in a place like this where I feel like it gives me the freedom to really blossom and show all of my talents and all the, you know, saying, all the skills that I have, all the traits that I, um, I've, I believe I've, I've developed over time. And um, just giving me the opportunity to really display that on a, on a, on a great platform in a great city with, with a great fan base and great tradition in football. So it, it's exciting. Terrell, can you give us the defender's perspective of what it's like dealing with Justin Fields? Oh, um, it's a to me it's a it's a nightmare because it's a guy that you know what I'm saying. No matter how you rush, you, you know what I'm saying your rush may just you can have the best rush in the world, but a, a, a guy like that who's super mobile, athletic, he can make nothing out of something. So when you when you rushing, ooh, excuse me, when you're rushing against a guy like that. You know what I'm saying, and then too, you know what I'm saying he he can get away from you. He's strong enough to the point where you know what I'm saying if you try to wrap him up, he can probably get away from you. You know what I'm saying he to me, he seems like a super athletic, maybe even faster Jalen Hurts. And you know what I'm saying going against him, going against both of those guys um, on a daily basis, always keep you active, keep you running to the football, things like that. Some those type of things you hate as a defensive lineman because it's almost as if. You know what I'm saying no matter what you do, it, you know what I'm saying it may not. You know what I'm saying it may not work out. So you just gotta go go 100, 110. That's high praise for you, right? Because you you and Jalen were teammates. Yeah, Jay Jay hurts my dog. So you see the similarities between those two? Oh, definitely. I think uh, Justin Fields' ceiling is, is out of this roof, especially just being here from this. You know what I'm saying the time span that I have been here, and then. Seeing seeing the um, the growth from him from when I first got here through OTAs and then obviously through training camp, seeing some of the throws he makes on the run, things like that, and you know what I'm saying I can tell he kind of has that same poise, never gets too high, never gets too low. Like it's exciting to watch him. Obviously, in your position, the the special teams responsibility could end up being significant for uh, Coach Hightower when he puts his list together of the guys he doesn't want to live without. Which special teams groups are you playing on right now? Um, right now, he has me on punt, some punt return things, of, things like that. I believe that's mainly those are the main two. I believe and Hightower's my dog. Like he. Uh, I, I love I love punt return. He, he's one of those guys that make me want to want to play special teams. And, uh, Why? What do you like, like about him? Just his just his passion about the game and the, and the love he has for the guys in his room. He's one of those guys you can really tell he loves the players he coaches. He coaches them hard, but at the same time, you know, what I'm saying he coaches with with purpose throughout everything. It's it's never like if he gets if he gets on a guy's ass. Excuse my French, but if he gets on a guy's ass, he you know, what I'm saying he's doing it. Because he 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 really wants the best out of you, and he really, you know, what I'm saying he really sees the potential that you truly have, and uh, he just he, you know, what I'm saying he just one of those guys that you gravitate towards, and um, yeah, like special teams coaches I've been around, like he's he's probably one of the best guys I've probably been around. 
You're listening to Sports Radio 670, The Score, WSCR HD Chicago, WBMX HD2 Chicago, and Odyssey Station. Uh, Terrell, the the hits principle is something that we all talked about a lot when Matt Eberflus got hired last season. And you're a guy who's been in multiple defensive schemes with multiple teams at this point. How would you describe the, the energy that's demanded of the Bears defense? Because that, to me, just watching first preseason game, but that seemed to pop to me, watching it live and in person, the way you guys were flying around. What is it that Eberflus and Allen Williams demand of you guys on D? Um, I think it really it, it kind of reminds me of like kind of how I was in college being in Alabama, and I um, I talk to Eddie about this all the time. It kind of reminds me of that, but like I think it just the 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 um the strive for excellence that the, that they shoot for it really brings the best out of each player each and every snap, and I think that's something that a lot of guys, especially younger guys, need as far as just being able to you know saying lock in for each play and give the best version of yourself each play, and then channel that trigger um whether the snap goes good or bad on one play reset reset yourself and, and dial back in and, and do the same thing again i feel like it it trains you to have the right mindset playing in and play out to just play with those same principles that same intensity that same mindset that you know what I'm saying get take the ball away the same mindset to hustle each play things like that and and to be smart each and every play and lock in each and every play, and I and, and I think it translates. I think every um, everything that we've been doing throughout camp so far, it kind of popped off the screen because of the fact that you're when you train that way and you build those type of habits, you can't. It's hard to get away from them. Like once you start developing good habits, it's hard to get away from them. Just as good as you know, saying bad habits are hard to get away from. So I I love it. You guys had a really nice game, but I know that coaches will always find something that they want you guys to improve on. So what's what's been the conversation over the last two days about things that you guys can do better? Um, we we haven't dived, dived into it yet because I know we're about to go into meetings and then we're actually, we're going to start discussing like some of the things that we saw from the game and so forth. But I just know from, from my end, there was certain little mental lapses, like even with me, being antsy early, you say almost had a, a sack, and then the next play, jump offside, just being a little too antsy, things like that can happen. But like, um, just things like that, I think for the most part is, you know, saying making sure that you eliminate all those self-inflicting wounds, and then also being able to um, just be consistent at each and every play, and uh, continuing to build off of that, like whether you had a good performance or a bad performance, being able to make sure that you continue to build off of it and continue to grow because at the end of the day, it's still preseason. You want to be able to keep stacking blocks and keep building so that by week one, you're, you're continuing, continuing to ascend. How many different technique alignments are in the regular playbook for a, a defensive end? I mean, I saw some some sick. Did I see some genuine wide nine that was that was out there? I mean, I, I saw several different angles depending on on player and situation. And how much of that is tailored to where you're comfortable, the angle at which you're comfortable pursuing? You saying me personally? Yeah, or just you know, in in general, have you had? Do you guys get the flexibility to maybe you know go back a little bit with Williams or or in your positional room and say, hey, I, I've I've got a better look here. Like you say, with your vision angle or whatever's comfortable to you, maybe coming from a little bit wider yeah. or a little bit more narrow. Yeah, some of it is a, a little bit field based. Some of it is scheme based. A lot of it, 
usually will be in like um six techniques sometimes depending on you know saying the front um the defensive call and then obviously what the offense is presenting to us but then you also have um other instances where you might be in a a wide nine just because of the fact that even though there's um no t- tight end to your side or maybe there's a tight end to your side and a wide receiver um type stance you might be alerting a chip and thinking that you know what I'm saying you don't want to mm-hmm get chipped into the lineman, and then you may mess up the D-tackles rush right next to you because he'll jam you into the line. You don't want to get washed in. So things like that is also just like a field type thing. And then also, um, yeah, just kind of based on, you know what I'm saying, what you think is your best angle of departure depending on if it's a run or pass or, you know what I'm saying, if it is a pass, what do you think is your best angle to be able to get to the quarterback and still be able to get um, – Beat, beat the offensive lineman with whatever move that you decide to use. Terrell, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for the education, too. It's always nice when we get a chance to learn a little bit more about the game, and, and good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Appreciate you guys for having me. Thanks, Terrell. That's Terrell Lewis. Hmm. That really That's terrific. I, yeah. I just learned a lot. Right. Terrific.